Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to this special post-Thanksgiving edition of the SEL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager. Of course, Larry is off on a working vacation, and we are pleased to welcome once again Nate Reese and this week Sarah Rice to our program here today in studio. Both familiar faces. Sarah, it's been a while, so Welcome to the both of you. We saw Nate last week, so he's an old hand. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, great to be back, Sandy. It's good to see you. So I understand Larry is uh, still out of town on an extended uh, working vacation. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, SCL is still humming along, even without Larry's presence. We're we're holding down the fort, and uh, he is working, I think, uh, a few more walks on the beach than normal. But other than that, he's definitely working. Yep. And as we speak, they're flying home right now. So All right. they're they're on their way back to to back to reality. So I'll I'll pass the torch back to him for this show next week. For All sure. right, so, very yep. good. We'll look forward to that. But uh, we look forward to the next hour today. And just to remind our listeners what your titles are at SCL, what you do for the company. Sarah, we'll start with you. All right, uh, I'm the VP of Operations. So uh, just oversee the whole operations team. In-house as well as remotely. And, of course, Nate? Yep. So I'm a branch manager. So, you know, what that means for me is training and supporting our our loan officers and then also working closely with Sarah and and helping out uh, on the operations side. However, I can support her, but, you know, her and her team are are doing an amazing job. How exactly do you two uh, interact or generally operations versus uh, the brand side? Uh, loan officers, so on. How do you all interact? Yeah, <laughs> Nate. Uh, I was here last <laughs> week. I'm defaulting to you. <laughs> no, actually, it is a great working relationship um, that we can bounce questions and ideas off of each other all the time. Right. Um, everybody's open door policy, essentially, of, of, hey, I got a question. How How can we help and fix? Right. It's kind of all hands on deck. It really and is. just being able to to come together, um, brainstorm what we need to brainstorm, and and you know hopefully effectively continue to move forward. Am I correct in assuming that that kind of communication might even be more essential at a relatively smaller company such as yours? Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm sure that larger companies have certain systems already in place. Um, I think for us, it's it's a little more organic. A lot of that. A little less formal. It's a little less formal, a little more organic, the open door policy that, that um, Sarah just stated. Um, you know, and it's, and it's really more, I would say, relationship-based more than anything. Uh, Sarah, we talked last week about the SCL growth plan. Uh, tell us what challenges there might be that uh, is presented to you and your team directly. Oh, absolutely. Well, we feel like we're really prepped up and ready to go for the growth. Um, I've got a great team. Like I said, I've got eight um, ops members um, in different roles, and we're working on cross-training. So, again, if somebody wants to go on vacation, they can. That's always great. Um, With all of that, there's always a new piece of learning moving into new states. And so we're building relationships with other title companies and 
also just learning all the different pieces of compliance that we have to have that go along with the states. We haven't talked much about that uh, compliance in other states. And I don't even think Larry and I have touched on it all that much. Are there significant differences between Colorado and some of the other states you have already just moved into or are about to move into? I, I would say it's kind of state specific. What what would your it is I, one of the biggest areas that we've seen, and it's not necessarily compliance, but just added documentation as well. Florida has extra layers of documentation for it, surveys that are needed, um, most likely flood certifications, different things like that. So right. as we go into the Midwest as well, we feel like there's going to be probably that flood situation that we have to make sure we're, we're covered for. And the, and the reason why you guys really haven't talked about compliance, it's it's not the sexiest thing to talk about oh, on radio, <laughs> um, but it is stuff that that obviously Sarah and her team have to have to get in the weeds on and and uh, make sure that we're doing everything above board. And it's something I'm guessing that you have to educate on too. Absolutely, when you're dealing with prospective customers. Absolutely, and we have a compliance manager in our office, so. He's gone through and gone through all the testing and classes and all of that. So keeping up to date on on what that compliance is. So I um, stick my head out the door quite often and wave him down. Hey, you know, what do you think about this? What's what's our rule here? So we definitely, you know, work together and, and make sure we're following all the rules. You two are aware of this, but uh, of course, Larry talks virtually every week about how proud he and Amy are with the SEL team, both on the production side and the operations side. And that would tell me that you two both have sensational people working for you. And Nate, we'll start with you. Tell us about the people you're directly supervising and how generally you come to hire those people. I I think that um you know we're we're not perfect right we we make mistakes um occasionally like there's things like this new states that we're learning every day uh and you, and you have to in this industry um but I think that there is a uh, overall sense of wanting to work together as a team wanting to accomplish uh, the goal of, you know, getting our clients to the finish line of closing on that new home or on that refi. And so, you know, we're, we're looking for that as, as we are interviewing people. Um, you know, you, you had uh, myself and Steph on last week yes. and we kind of talked about the things that we're looking at. I was actually talking to her today about a, a couple loan officers that, that um, you know, we're, we're going to be interviewing here in the next week mm-hmm. or so. And uh, some things that stood out to us, you know, and, you know, kind of trying to read between the lines of a resume of, you know, are you a team player? You know, are, are you somebody that's that's going to do the right thing, especially when no one's looking? I know that Larry's talked about that. That's one of our core values. You know, so it, it's I think it's it's looking for people that are uh, really going to fit into the culture uh, and the work environment of, of SCL. Sarah, can you talk a little about your team? Absolutely. And how you came to bring them on board, and I assume many of the core values are shared. Values. Oh, absolutely, Sandy. Um, that is huge. And right now, we just have a great team involved, yeah. um, both remotely, which just this whole re- working remote 
situation now, too. There's so much trust that has to go into it all of knowing what um, that you can't babysit them, that you're not punching clocks, but you know they're getting the work done and they're working probably harder just because it's there all the time as well. Um, Core values, we just they all have a servant's heart. They're working hard. Um, They're there for the right reasons. And I really don't feel like I have to manage. I'm more of bounce questions off help dig in deep when they're slammed with closings. I mean, that's more so many times of what I'm doing versus not dealing with management necessarily. How much has your job, and Sarah will start with you, how much has your job changed in the last 20 months? Has it become more complicated, less complicated, no real difference as time goes on? Where are you right now, uh, 20 months into still uh, a pandemic situation that kind of uh, ebbs and flows? And you've had to make adjustments, I'm sure, during that stretch. But what's it like right now compared to what it was like 20, 21 months ago? You know, 20 months ago, everybody worked in the office. That's that's the big thing. And we learned that with the pandemic that we can work in different settings. And in different states. In different states. <laughs> and um, if we need to go home for because there's sick kids or anything else, we, we work with all of that situation to allow that. And so, yes, it's changed a lot. Um, I think sometimes it's a little bit harder when they're not in the office because you just don't have that camaraderie that goes on with it all, Um, as well as just ideas and bouncing off things that you kind of forget. So I always have to make sure I'm calling on all of my out-of-state off-site people as well just to check in with them weekly, and we all – do little rounds of, of check-ins with them just to make sure everything's going well for them as well. The remote piece is the big change yes. for you too, Nate, I yeah, assume. Yeah, uh, agreed. And then I think the other element that I would say, I think it's safe to assume that we both share, um, is is kind of the ever-changing moving target of guidelines that are, tie into the pandemic, right? Yeah. So, so, okay, well, six months ago, uh, the guidelines for, you know, education loans in deferment, they were this. Now they're this, you know, uh, you know, what what's going on with forbearances now versus six months ago? You know, so it's it's all of those little things that are, you know, like I said, kind of kind of a constant moving target that I think uh, definitely have add a, added a layer of complexity to it. But it really just means that, you know, we just got to make sure that we're communicating and, and staying on top of those guidelines so we know what we can and cannot do. SCL always proceeding, of course, with new programs, and we'll talk about those programs, or at least one of them, coming up next with Nate Reese and Sarah Rice, part of the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. We continue now with the special post-Thanksgiving edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, our guests today are Sarah Rice and Nate Reese. Nate, back for a return engagement this week. We've had Sarah on the program before. And uh, as we continue, 303-790-2222 is the number to call for SCL Mortgage. Any questions? 
any uncertainties? And we've talked already today about some of those questions, issues, and uncertainties. And, of course, the website answers a lot of your questions as well, myspecialmortgage.com. Nate, you mentioned during the break you had a new program you wanted to talk to our listeners about, something about purchases without mortgage insurance. Tell us all about that. Yeah, absolutely, Sandy. So I think this is going to be a game changer for a lot of people because, as many of our listeners know, in order to get a conventional loan without paying monthly mortgage insurance, you need to at least put 20% down. But with this new program, it allows you to put anywhere from 10% all the way up to 19.99% down without paying that monthly mortgage insurance, which is really going to save them money at the end of the day. Um, and you know, very flexible guidelines in terms of uh, so, so we get, we still have to stay within those county loan limits that you have to stay in with a conventional. Um, but uh, you know, you can go up to forty five percent debt to income. This is for primary and second homes, and I think uh, one of the the greatest pieces about this minimum credit score of six eighty. Um, so you're not you don't need to be in the seven hundreds or eight hundreds to be able to get into this program. And I think uh, you know, with having this. You know, call it 10% down um, with no MI, it's really going to give people more flexibility and affordability and, and some buying power that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have had elsewhere. We'll address this question to the two of you, and Sarah, we'll start with you. Uh, we've been talking about this on uh, uh, the spot sets we run uh, throughout the course of the week. Everybody's into the holiday season, right? In the midst of it, really between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think for a lot of people, their minds shift to 2021, ongoing to 2022. Mm -hmm. And they may or perhaps may not uh, believe that the time to do a refinance, let's say, for 2021 has come and gone uh, at least for this particular time period, even if you're thinking more about January and February of 22, is this still a good time for people at least to start thinking about a refinance and maybe even act within the remainder of the calendar year 2021? Sandy, it's a great time still to refinance. Um, that that you know, it's it's even better because then you're preparing for the the new year, and so have that moving forward. And um, just you, we might be able to even not have to worry about appraisals, uh, different things like that 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 people may might be afraid of when they're um, thinking about a refinance or the hassle. Um, we try to make it as streamlined as possible for everybody and um, collect all their information up front, and then we just take it and roll with it, that it really isn't that big of a burden for them. When we're talking about a refinance, it's November 27th as we speak today. Is there still time for conceivably customers to execute a refinance before the year is out? Yeah, absolutely, Sandy. And, and you know, obviously there's there's some pieces of that puzzle that, we would have to dig into to be able to see if that if that's something that we could do. You know, uh, we just mentioned the the appraisal piece. Obviously, uh, we don't have a whole lot of control over appraisal turn times, and they're, they're better now than they were in the summer. But, yes. 
you know, oh, yeah. we're still looking at a couple weeks out with with appraisals. So if we could do one of those uh, refis uh, that we can get an appraisal waiver where it's a lower loan to value, maybe you're not taking as much cash out as you potentially could. That's going to definitely up the chances of us getting an appraisal waiver and thus shorten the time of the loan process. And so, you know, this is this is a great time of year to be able to do a refi because we do have the holidays coming up here, as you mentioned, and that's costly. Um, I've got four kids, so I completely understand the the costs of a Christmas for our house. Uh, and so, you know, this would be a great time to potentially take some cash out, exactly. pay, off, pay off the high interest credit cards and and be able to to set yourself up for 2022. Nate, I know that SCL has been offering reverse mortgages for quite some time now. Uh, why are they a bit more complicated than a conventional loan, as an example? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I the nickname I have for it is HUD Hoops. So we're dealing with the government. We're dealing with HUD with these reverse mortgages. And, um, you know, the government is just the government. There's just more hoops that you have to jump through. You know, a great example is, you know, with a reverse mortgage, you know, I'm helping a client right now and that client lives in a condo complex. Well, as a whole, uh, the condo complex is not a warrantable condo. Uh, with HUD, and so we're doing, we're working on getting her single unit uh, approved versus having to try to get the whole complex approved. That, that's just one more layer, right? It's just one more thing that we we have to work on. Um, you know, maybe there's some repairs that need to be done with the property with the reverse. They will set some money aside for what's called a repair set aside. You know, but that's that adds another layer. And then I think, uh, you know, with a lot of our clientele in that age range, um, some of them don't have, uh, you know, access to uh, be able to sign documentation digitally or be able to scan documents to us. Right. We're, you know, we're printing paper off. They're they're wet signing that stuff. They're giving they're handing us documents, you know. Right. So all of those things add, you know, some layers of complexity to it. So I, I think the. The thing to remember with reverses is if our clients can just be patient with the process, um, the the payoff is worth it because then you're set. You never have to make a mortgage payment for the rest of your life. And that is a tremendous inducement Absolutely. <laughs> to uh, persuade people that on the front end, it may be a little more complex, a little more time consuming, but uh, the rewards come on the back end. Exactly. Sarah, we haven't talked about uh, the website in detail for quite some time. And again, we'll remind people that the phone number is 303-790-2222. And the website is myspecialmortgage.com. This is very much in your wheelhouse. You folks are very proud of the website. Let's talk about that and how that's evolved just in the last year. You know, the website is a great tool, Sandy, that we've utilized and we've integrated um, this paperless world with all of that as well. So um, our borrowers can jump on. They can find their loan officer um, on the website, click on their link and apply for the mortgage right there. And then it, it triggers them of every document they need to start with, to get this loan process started as well. So it's really a nice setup that um, they can sign, get started signing everything electronically. Everything's good, um, very easy. And so, and then there's some good information out there as well of just the different programs we have to offer. Um, And then, of course, 
I can't say enough about all the podcasts. So um, to go out and check out and listen to all the the older podcasts that are out there, they're all recorded and, and accessible. So, Well, uh, we talk about all of the podcasts and how they're categorized, and it's uh, unbelievably convenient, even for people of my age range, uh, <laughs> people <laughs> like me, uh, that Nate was just talking about a few moments ago, where we aren't quite as sure of ourselves, uh, but the website is very easy to follow. It's a tremendous tool uh, for a prospective customer. Nate, before we break, I thought we should revisit your medical professional loan program because we haven't done that in quite some time, several weeks. For sure. And, you know, and just a shout out to those that are in the medical field, especially these last 20 20 months, as you mentioned, um, we just... Appreciate everything that you've done to to keep us safe. And, you know, with this medical professional program, uh, you know, it's it's going to potentially provide 100 percent financing. So that means no down payment. Um, So I I think that's a that's a huge benefit. But I I think uh, just as or almost as important is with this program, they're going to exclude student loan debt. Obviously, you're going to the medical profession. You've taken eight years of college. I am sure that for most people, that's that's a lot of education loans. And for them to completely exclude that against debt to income, it just shows you, um, you know, how much uh, this program can really benefit those, um, you know, in that industry. And uh, debt to income, 43 percent, again, excluding those student loans and, um, you know, in the 700 uh, range for credit scores, uh, you know, a borrower would need to bring 3% down, um, but that's still, you know, less than you're looking for for conventional, right? And then uh, up to 740 and above, 0% down. Wow. And you're looking at anywhere from 750 max to 850 max, depending on anywhere from 0% down up to, to 5%. So. Um, you know, so so you can get into a larger home than you would be able to with a conventional anyway. Very well said, and we appreciate it. Larry is not here today, but we plow ahead with customer emails with uh, Sarah and Nate coming next on the SCL Mortgage Show right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as we continue now on the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Cleft, Larry Jager. Larry has been off, of course, for the last couple of weeks. Nate Reese, Sarah Rice sitting in today. Sarah, of course, is the Vice President of Operations. And uh, uh, Nate, the uh, brand manager out at SCL. And uh, we're going to double-team you. Uh, Nate, you'll be answering some of the email questions. Sarah, you will be answering some of the other email questions. Before we get to emails, though, we want to remind everyone that the SCL Mortgage Show exists not only on Saturday mornings between 7 and 8, but on Sunday mornings with Nate Jackson as the host, 7.30 to 8 a.m. every Sunday morning right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. All right. Uh, I don't know which one of you is starting, but uh, let's Go right to the emails. Okay. I'll, I'll go first because, you know, at work, Sandy, I feel like sometimes Sarah asks me questions just to see how I'm going to respond and see if I know the, <laughs> the answer. So this is my opportunity to, to uh, stump to, the branch manager. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, um, Sarah, we actually have a lot of people that emailed in this week about our down payment assistance. 
So Sonny, Kenya, Angie, Xavier, they were all asking about a little more info about our down payment assistance. So what can you tell us about that? Uh, so the down payment assistance program is just that. Um, it helps out between 3% and 6% of a down payment and towards closing costs. So uh, with an FHA loan, there is no income limitations. Uh, it's a great program. And then what is even better is this down payment assistance after five years goes away. And so if you keep it for that loan for five years, then that assistance is totally gone. So it's free money in that regard. So a really great program. Credit scores are 640. 640, 640 right? 640 That's the baseline. On that. Yes. So we can help a lot of people in that situation. Absolutely. All right, Nate. Um, Marissa received a letter about refinancing and removing her mortgage insurance. How can she do that? Good question. So a lot of times people don't realize, you know, the, the benefit to an FHA loan, higher credit scores, higher debt to income, and lower down payment, right? We've talked about the medical profession, professional, you know, zero I don't have to put any money down. Great. FHA, I only have to put three and a half percent down. Awesome. What a lot of times people don't realize is that they can down the road refi out of that FHA into a conventional if they've got, you know, 20 percent equity or more to be able to refi where they don't have monthly mortgage insurance. That mortgage insurance is there to protect the investor. It does you no good. So might as well refi out of that into a conventional and be able to save money every single month because you're not throwing that money away for paying that monthly mortgage insurance. So, uh, Marissa, definitely, you know, give us a call. Actually, we're going to call you because you emailed us. Uh, so one of our one of our loan officers, I'm sure, has already reached out to her to give her all of that info and, and be able to plug in the numbers, see what we can potentially do there. Okay, so... Andrea said, hi, I would like to purchase a home with my uncle since I will be including his income. Uh, it's going to be in both of our names. Uh, is is that okay? Will that work? Yeah, that is no problem. Um, it sounds like Marissa and uncle are possibly living in the same household already. Um, we can definitely, you don't have to be a married couple to be on a loan together. So, um, yes, definitely, we can um, assist you in that home purchase. And a, and a potential non-occupying co-borrower, right? Absolutely. There's We have co-borrowers that are in other states, so they aren't living in that same home, but helping out with, with that situation of those down payments or the income as, um, aspect of it to make sure they can qualify. Good question to ask, though. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good. Good to know your options. And that's definitely one of them for mm-hmm. sure. All right. What, what do you got? What do I got? I've got a few of them here, Nate. Yeah, like um, the stack. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> um, so Stephen uh, emailed and said, I want to relook at refinancing my mortgage and taking some cash out, maybe about $15,000 to pay off a car. That is an absolute great plan. Um, so hats off to you, sir, for, for thinking through that. 
Um, you know, this this goes back to what we were talking about the the end of the year and and the holidays and wanting to take that cash out. And everybody has a different plan with that, right? We we want to fix up our kitchen. We need to pay off high interest loans. We need to pay off a, a car because you know maybe maybe your your car loan right now is sitting at at five or six percent. You know why not refi, pay that thing off, and be able to roll that into your loan. Um, be able to loan, roll that into a tax deductible uh, item for you versus non tax deductible. All right. And I have two since we were talking about uh, the medical profession, Nate. Um, I've got two here for that, but they're both a little bit different in questions. Okay. Um, Parth was asking, looking for more information on the medical professional loan. I'm a new physician, um, so just graduating. Absolutely. And I would say that with our med- medical professional loan, it's really geared towards those that have recently graduated because they can they can be a resident, they can be a, f- a fellow and still qualify. Uh, and again, going back to that uh, excluding student loan piece, you're 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 really opening that up to you know those that are you know still in college or just you know recently graduated. We have time for a couple more. We Absolutely. Need to wrap up? Okay. Absolutely. So LaDonna said, my husband and I are looking to purchase our first home. However, my husband is self-employed, which has caused issues for us. Well, that's what Special Circumstance Mortgages stands for. Um, That's where we got started with this this company, really, is for the self-employed. And so as long as there has been self-employment for two years, we can calculate bank statements looking at um, your income in a different way versus your tax returns, which so many people get turned turned down from normal financing because those tax returns do not show the income that um, due to the self-employment. So as long as you've got a two-year history of being self-employed, we can definitely try to help you. The way the question is phrased makes me think that that turn-down experience uh, is a factor here. Yes, caused <laughs> caused issues for us. Yes. My assumption there In is other not words, caused I got issues from an income yeah, standpoint. Right. I'm sure it's caused issues with, with other lenders. And the one thing that I would piggyback on that is we can go up to 90% LTV, so 10% down with no mortgage insurance with those bank statement purchases. So it's a really great option uh, for uh, our clientele that's self-employed. So thanks for reaching out to us, LaDonna. All right. Um, Peter um, is also um, in the medical field, self-employed, and also moving towards semi-retirement with mm-hmm. both income of Social Security and from the practice of self-employment. Um, his present lender turned him down. Right. So, But he's got plenty of net worth, all of these things. Is something? Um, is this something that you can help me work with? Um, so I, it, the, the thing that I hear in that email, Sandy, is options. Yes. Right? Because Larry, Larry talks about mm-hmm. we like to give options. You know, so I'm hearing retirement. I, I'm assuming maybe an age of 62 or older. Right. Maybe it's a reverse. Could be. Um, you know, we can do what's called an asset depletion, where the the loan is based on your assets uh, put away. You know, cash, 401k, IRA. Um, 
maybe it needs to be a bank statement or maybe it doesn't, you know. So so I hear options, getting a little more information from him, being able to dig in and see which options really are viable. Um, so his lender doesn't have those options, but but we do. That is the perfect segue into our next segment because we're going to talk about advice you might or might not be willing to offer when options are presented to the prospective customer, Sandy Clough, Sarah Rice, Nate Reese. This is the SCO Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Before we go any further, I want to thank you both. Uh, Larry brings in these huge stacks of emails each week. And by the way, they aren't old emails. We want to reinforce that idea. Right. All the emails are received within the last week. So they're fresh. They're current. Uh, the questions have become more and more sophisticated as uh, the months and years uh, have passed. But uh, you two actually organize them into categories today, which is a fascinating way of doing it. Sure. And maybe we can prevail upon Larry to do <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. Although there are two of you and only, uh, right. only one of Larry. Right. All right. I uh, want to remind people, 303-790-2222 is the phone number for SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And Nate, following up on what you were just talking about at the end of the last segment a few minutes ago, I have a question as to whether when you give future customer options and they say to you all right i understand the options what do you think i should do what is your response typically to a question such as that tell me which option works best Uh, does it come in the form of a suggestion do you stay away from that do you review the options again with the customer and try to make it so the customer is making that final call himself or herself? Sure. I think that kind of the the overarching answer to that and, and many of the things that myself and our other loan officers do is we try to give advice that we would give to our friends or family. So when I'm answering that, I'm answering it based on what I think the best option for them to do is, you know, we talked last week about, you know, is it a cash out refi or is it, is it just a rate and term changing the rate, changing the term? And yeah, maybe it's a little gray, maybe for myself included. I'm like, I see the benefits both ways. I'll let them know that. But if it's clear cut, then I'm going to tell them, I think this is your best option. And here's why. That's the key, right? Right. It's not just about me trying to, get them to do something. Pick it's, column C exactly. is not a sufficient answer. Exactly. It's having context for, for why is that. And and that just goes back to, you know, we're really here. We're here to serve. We're not here to sell. At least that's that's the way that I approach it. If you're looking for somebody to sell ice to an Eskimo, you're looking for, you know, don't, don't call me because I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm just going to look at it like if you were my family member, you were my friend, this is what I would I would suggest for you. That's a heck of a slogan. I like that. <laughs> Normally, Larry is our slogan here. Okay. He has a well, slogan or a quote for over. every occasion, but I don't think we, we've talked about that kind of attitude, but we're here to serve, not sell. That's a good, solid slogan. 
I, I'm sure From that a I'm sure perspective, I st- maybe you're in the wrong end of this. You should be a marketing guy. <laughs> well, I'm sure I That's stole it from somewhere, but uh, the way I look at it, originality is forgetting your source. So I don't know where yeah. I, where, who I stole it from That's and where right. I stole it. Who can remember? But it is my philosophy. I yeah, would also absolutely. like to add to all of that, Nate, is that I just believe in educating our consumers. Yeah. We talked about that last week for sure. Okay. Absolutely. And the education is huge. That It takes the fear out of the whole process as well right. when you can educate them as best as you can with the situation, the process, the expectations, um, putting that all out there. That's good. Larry prefers that I not ask him crystal ball type of questions. So I try to ask him those questions as often as I can, just because I know it drives him crazy. But with the two of you here, I want to put you both somewhat on the spot. Looking ahead to 2022, what's going to happen with housing prices in 2022? What's going to happen with interest rates? Oh, if I had that crystal ball, Sandy, I would be rich. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could answer it. Is it fair to say both will go up, but maybe not dramatically? That's my feeling. I think you're still going to continue to see see demand for housing, all of that going on. People still want to be homeowners. We're running into the millennials, too. Think about this, of all coming up to where they want to be homeowners and not in apartments anymore. So I think we're still going to continue to see growth in all of that. And interest rates, I think they're still going to continue to stay pretty, pretty evenly killed as they are right now. And I think, I think when we talk about rising interest rates, well, what does that mean? Are we talking an eighth of a point or eight points? I, you know, and I think it would be on the minimal side versus the the massive side. But we just don't, we don't know. You know, it's 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 hard to know. And and kind of goes back to the conversation we were having last week of. Hey, don't let the fact that you haven't refied yet keep you from refying because rates are going to go up. We just don't know by how much. And they have gone up over the last few months, but not all that much. Right. So as to prevent you from thinking about refinancing, for example, as a viable option. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time is of the essence. Let me ask both of you. You excited about 2022? Future of the industry? SCL? Sarah? Oh, go first. It's this is more of a softball than the last yeah. one. <laughs> we have two two extremes two here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is super exciting. And with the growth plans that we have in place, the expansion into new states, um, I'm excited. And to see more loan officers, which then eventually means we're bringing in more more on the ops side as well for um, more people. It's going to be fun. I'm ready. Yeah, and for me, I, I think – Yes, on the states, uh, it's exciting to see um, kind of our, our fingerprint in, in these other states and be able to, to serve people that, you know, in a lot of these states are underserved. And then, you know, kind of to Sarah's point about, you know, having some new LOs uh, to train, that's, that's kind of my responsibility. I, I love being able to, to teach and to be able to train. And, and so I'm looking forward to, to having um, some, some new blood to be able to to not just train the you know the numbers the the ins and outs but but also how we do things you know at SCL. It's a huge mentorship. For sure. Yeah. For sure. This is our last chance to talk to the two of you presumably for 2021. We hope you're back uh 
multiple times in 2022, of course. But I want to ask you about a question that Larry and I consider quite often. And Larry, of course, always gives uh, the smartest answers. We urge people in a variety of areas to stay local. We know it's a very competitive industry. I want each of you to give me, if you can, your best answer as to obviously why people should go to SCL first and not as a last resort, but just generally speaking within the industry, why it is best to stay with a local firm as opposed to a larger national entity. Sure. I guess a couple things come come to my mind, um, and, it, and it actually piggybacks with this show because I've, I've had a couple conversations in the, in the last few weeks of um, people that listen to the show and they want to meet me in person. They want to drive down. They want to come to the office. They want to see, you know, all the ins and outs of, of SCL mortgage. And for people that are wanting to do that, the reality is if you go with somebody national, you're, you're just you not going to be able that. to do that, you know? And so, so I think there's, um, there's a piece of, you know, kind of relationship, interaction, personality exchange there that I think some some of our clientele's like. And, and then I, I think that uh, another piece of it is, you know, when you're talking about, you know, s- someone nationally, you know, the, just the thing that you got to keep in mind is how are they paying to keep the lights on? How are they paying for those thousands upon thousands of employees you know, they are making money from your loan. And and that's not to say that we're not, you know, but, you know, uh, Josh Beeson, who you've had on here before, our VP of of sales, you know, he he talks about uh, we intentionally have slim margins so that we can offer the best rates, um, you know, to to our customers. So I guess those are a couple things that come to my mind. I'm sure you've got something else. I I just know that our... um Customers, our borrowers, are are more like family to so many of our loan officers. They keep coming back, um, and they're not just a number. And that's the one thing I've heard with some callers that that have come to us is because nobody ever got back to them, or right. they just kept getting transferred and people dropping off like flies of who they were working with, and because they're moving so much because they're in that big corporate company. Mm. So I I think um, it's it's more like a family, and even for our borrowers, um, that's how the loan officers look at them. We will be moving into December next week. Larry will be back, but I can't thank you both enough for doing such a terrific job today in his stead. <laughs> and Nate, thank you for the last two weeks. Absol- really absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure everybody will be relieved that Larry will be back next week. Yep. And so will I, even though I enjoy doing it. It's his it's his baby. So well, you're I'll both naturals. And uh, again, yet another indication of why SCL works so well and should be uh, the first firm you call rather than the uh, uh, option of last resort. Sandy Clough for Sarah Rice, Nate Reese. We'll see Larry back next week. Tomorrow morning, the SCL Mortgage Show continues 7.30 to 8 a.m. with Nate Jackson right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. 
Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 716